Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We're going to take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture Men. I'm your host, Iman Shump, and I'm here with my big brother, Ari. What's going on, y'all? I'm Ari, and today we got a special guest, special friend, friend of the show, yeah. Bianca Stewart and her business partner, Mel yeah. Brooks. Yeah. Uh, Bianca was a fashion designer, or is a fashion designer. Right. She got her own brand, Jesse Queen. Okay. Successful entrepreneur. Okay. And uh, Georgia Tech alumni. Yeah. Rambling wreck. Yeah. She actually graduated. Hold on, let me get through Mel's bio, Let's man. Go. We got to introduce Let's people go. to I'm her too. Calm up, down. Baby. We got My a whole man. show. Mel, she worked with the uh, United Nations Human Trafficking, mm -hmm. correct? The NFL Players Union mm -hmm. and a vice president of the Gladiators Hub. Come on, vice president. Okay, yeah. 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 Applause. <laughs> I used to watch VP. <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. VP. I'll come back. Oh, what is that? It's with Elaine. Veep. No, Veep is what it's called. VP. Veep. Which one is it? V-E-E-P is the actual spelling of the show. And you yeah. call it VP. Because she's the vice president. Because he's got to make yes, things it's, it's, be yeah, that I'm aren't. Is that not what it's for? I'm it is, VP. but the actual show she's is called. VP. The show. You could just say V. I just wanted to hype you up. Just make sure you thank put you the so applause much. right there. Thank you so much. From the top. <laughs> just no, we got it right. We ain't gonna do that. We got it right. A lot of recording, man. I need a lot of recording, man. Uh, if I could give y'all just a little bit of a backstory, um, Taco, originally Bianca Stewart. Um, we went to school together at Georgia Tech, and because we were the out of town kids during holidays, I think. Probably the most during holidays is when me, you, and Al really locked in. Yeah, me, her, and Alex, Alexandria Montgomery hung out probably exclusively ever since. Uh, yeah. So her coming here uh, now, played professionally in New York. Ari came and mm -hmm. became my uh, personal assistant, manager, and business partner. One of my best friends in the whole wild world, man. Uh, like I said, when I played professionally, we all lived together in one house. And you see how the conversations <laughs> used to go. Um, every, this used to be every day. But uh, it was incredibly cool to be around her and watch her uh, actually graduate for me and Al. Because me and Al didn't graduate. Okay, so well, her, diploma, yeah, <laughs> her diploma is our diploma. Um, it's not. And then in our professional, <laughs> in our professional world, like he said... Uh, she's doing Jesse Queen, and now I have begged her to come over here and help me with Centerpiece. So she's coming along to help guys so the stuff will actually get done. Usually when we're all around each other, though, we laugh and joke a lot. A lot of shit gets done, and that's why I like being around her. Right? Mm -hmm. Is that a good one? That was that good. cool? That was I mean, nice. that was honest, right? That wasn't just my way. The reason that we got uh, Bianca and Mel here mm -hmm. Um, we wanted to explore your uh, your journey of taking care of somebody that has CTE. Um, CTE is something that we've now all um, been made aware of, but 
at the same time of being aware, we don't know what the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? To be quite honest, like we don't know what it is. We don't know the true trauma behind closed doors that they're dealing with. Um, from both sides, too. Yeah, from what it does to the family. The caretaker it, and the person being cared for. We don't know. And um, though a very uncomfortable conversation, I think uh, a very needed one. And yeah, I'm just hoping, you know what I'm saying? I know, I know I'm putting you on the spot. I hate, I hate making you all warm and fuzzy. No, we won't, not just yet. Dr. Mel, what is, we can start off with, what is CTE? CTE is not a disease. It's not even a diagnosis, it's a diagnostic criteria. CTE stands for chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Or encephalopathy, in, in, it's a Greek word that means inflammation. Uh, however, it is neither chronic, nor it is traumatic, nor it's inflammation. So I have to take you a little bit back, you know, we have to look at, at the neurons. So all the neurons literally look like, like a hand, you know, mm -hmm. they, have a, they have an extension and they have, you know, dendrites that extend to make connection with, with the other neurons. They're covered in something that's called tau, tau protein. So imagine that like a glue mm -hmm. on, top, on top of the, uh, of the neurons. So when something happens, we're all born with tau. Every brain, you know, healthy brain, you know, we're all born with that tau protein in our brain. As we age, so from the moment, you know, that we're born, you know, that degradation of the tau protein start to happen. Any kind of trauma could be emotional, psychological, or physical, could cause that tau, or I want you to think of the tau as a glue to shed off and expose the, you know, the, the neuron, like the wiring of the neuron so now you have so it's literally like your brain is becoming unglued and that the tau moves and accumulates on on other locations i'm european i talk with hands you know yeah no, there no is problem no we do too yeah like, we do too and so um when you know cte mm -hmm. is not associated only with uh with physical trauma it's associated with so many things, and I'm, I'm going to enumerate them, but I want you to understand that when the protein, you know, kind of exposed the, the nerves, it kind of, uh, then the wiring, um, what shall I say, not backfire, but, you know, it's uh, short fire, what was the word, you know, like when you have like... Short circuit? Short, yeah, short circuit, so, you know, uh -huh. thank you for that. So it's, uh, and... This is where we start oh. <laughs> where people uh, start experiencing change of behavior, like, you know, uh, or they would experience some kind of a, a physical sensation of that. I mean, you're going to see it. they can have ticks or they can have, you know, they can sweat profusely or, you know, it's it going to manifest in some kind of a behavior or physical um, expression. So... I will explain it to you in a, in a way that I've been trying to explain it to people. City is not the bullet, it's the hole. Hmm. So nobody dies from city. People die with CTE. Hmm. It's not a cause of that. And uh, for like a an year and now almost two years, you know, of 
doing research with him and continuing to do research now as uh, vice president of Gladiators Hub, we have found that absolutely everything basically caused the accumulation of that tau protein, which then is measured by the Boston University. And then when they found tau protein accumulated in parts of the brain where it shouldn't be, they call that chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Mm. Uh, so it's basically any trauma, like any <laughs> any trauma. any type of trauma, you know, stress, you know, when it comes to that's crazy. It, it is crazy, but it, you know, the so good it's not, news. It's not just from them getting hit in the head. No, not at all. If you have, if you're vaccinated, you can have, you know, CT. You can have, you know, tau. Yes, you can. Uh, if you have, I mentioned the childhood trauma. You can have. Uh, you can get that from alcohol. You can. I mean, all the studies, and they're all published on gladiatorshub.org. You know, you can go and see them. Autoimmune disorders, you know, can also manifest in, in tau, you know, repopulation from one place to another. Um, so basically, if your brain is already inflamed, all of that adds to the inflammation of the brain? It's, yeah. I mean, it's like more hits to the head, when, and I don't mean physical hits, you know, it's accumulation, it's, it compounds on itself. So let's say you had a bad childhood and, and then you had some kind of a traumatic, you know, experience or physical trauma, you started to play football and then you get into a toxic relationship, you know, so it layers out and then you decide mm. to drown your sorrows in alcohol that, you know, layers on top and then you add drugs to that or some kind of addiction that layers on top, you know, and then, I mean, we can go up to Alzheimer and Parkinson and it keeps coming up. So it doesn't, these tau proteins deposits are found in the brain of almost every person that you open their brain, you're going to find a tau protein. You're going to find some degree of CT as Boston University um, now classified like stage one, stage two, or stage three or stage four, the four stages. Uh, but so what separates football players? Yeah. Nothing. That's exactly the good news that, that we actually, there is a bad news and there is a good news, you know. Uh, it's not only about football players. Every contact sports, you know, basketball is a contact sport as, as well. Since college, um, Demarius Thomas and Taco Time over here, <laughs> um, you know, just shared a whole lot of time together. And... Um, you know, sometimes we would all ask questions and try and really get in their business. Nobody ever really could. <laughs> um, very complicated. Yeah, very complicated situation, I guess. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, um, we knew they cared about each other a tremendous lot. And um, my first, this was my first bridge connection into anything about CTE. Taco, can you just go into... Um, We've never seen what happens, like I said, on the other side of the door. Like when that athlete is dealing with whatever they're dealing with and then they close the door and don't want to talk to anybody and have to deal with something. So can you talk a little bit about your relationship with him and then uh, just touch on the different stages that he was going through as far as how aggressive whatever trauma he was dealing with was? Well, um... Before I even, like, came to Atlanta to take care of him, you remember, mm -hmm. like, the first, he sent me a video of him, like, falling down the stairs. And, like, 
outside the stairs outside the house. The stairs mm. outside of his house. It was caught. Yeah, it was caught on like the ring camera. So he like sends it to me in like a joking manner. Like sends me like a, a selfie of him in the hospital, like mm. his head bleeding. And then is like, like, check this out. Like, this is what happened mm-hmm. to me. And, you know, not knowing anything about what he's going through, I was like, I was scared just because I didn't know that he was like having seizures. I didn't know anything at this point. Mm. And it kind of almost, I said to you, I was like, it looks like he's hearing voices, mm-hmm. right? Looked it, lo- it looked like he was possessed because he had like a panic attack. Mm-hmm. So he was like outside trying to like catch some air. And then he like looks up as if someone's like calling his name. He like turns looking. And then he just like, spins and just like falls down the stairs and doesn't like break his fall or anything like his body yeah just that's like, scary that's like the scariest thing ever but for it was me. the and first I, time i realized how big he was as he fell back like you see how heavy he is mm-hmm. and i was bawling crying because it's just like what was that yeah no that's scary that's scary as fuck so i'm like asking him i'm like like you know what's going on he's like oh i'm good like you know blah blah blah, blah. he do- never says he's going through anything and so i call his cousin and I'm like bawling, crying on the phone. I'm like, what's like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? Is this the first time that you ever, t- you know, knew or thought or somebody told you that he's going through something, that he's anything else but in perfect health? So, yeah, I had no, no one told me anything. I mm-hmm. literally called her like, what is going on? Like something's. You called Mel? I called his cousin. Oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, he just sent me this video. Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, um, cause he's very private. So it was like, she didn't know like whether or not to tell me. She was like, well, what did he tell you? I'm like, he didn't tell me anything. He just sent me this video and it's scary. So what's happening? And she just starts crying. Like, um, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, like sometimes like we'll be having conversations and like, he won't remember like where the conversation is going and then he'll start crying in the middle of a sentence. And I'm like, Okay, so then I call him back and I'm like, "All right, what's up? What's going on?" Oh, he had a he had had a seizure prior to that too, or a few. I don't even know how like how many he had before I got there. But I called him. I'm like, "Like you're having seizures? Like what? Like I'm coming to Atlanta. Like (laughs) are you okay? Like what Mm -hmm. what's going on?" And he he was playing it off like it was like. Not that big of a deal, but I knew from his cousin that like something was up. Something yeah. was happening, yeah. And before I even made it there, he had another seizure. And then that's when I went straight to Atlanta. I'm like, all right, well, Was he still in the hospital or he was out? He was still in the hospital. His okay. cousin told me. Okay. And I was like, I'm booking a flight. Like right. I'm coming to Atlanta. And It's weird because it's not like it was anything like drastic. I mean, obviously seizures are very drastic, right? But when I first got there, like you could tell that he was not himself, but I would never like. Thought it was that far? Never in a million years would I think like this is. On his way. And you wouldn't want to. Yeah.
Mel, can you uh, touch a little on these uh, these different stages that she's talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, is there a um, a timeline from when the trauma begins, uh, begins and uh, when you start experiencing, you know, any your motor skills mess? Yeah, whatever happening. Yes, but it's individual. It depends on your life choices, you know, since you would know that, let's say, you know, one of, I believe that his seizures uh, stemmed for the car accident because I know that he had a severe, like a frontal uh, collision, like his head, you know, went against against the, against the glass or something. So we're talking about prefrontal, you know, lobes, which are very important for, you know, they, they control the, the impulses, you know. So, um, and then what choices you you know, like every person, every person does, but it's also genetics, you know, it, it's how strong you are, what is, what is your lifestyle like, you know, do you exercise, do you live healthy? So uh, it's going to be different for, for everyone. But my question is why wait or wait, you know, for symptoms to, to occur, to manifest, to if you can do something, something should have been done right at that point. If you know that you're in danger, this is a good time to start preventing, you know, start like uh, early intervention, so to speak, so things don't develop, don't don't get any worse. Yeah, Mm. he didn't know, like, what to do. He didn't know, like, where to seek help. Most people don't know. Most athletes don't know. This is the uh, question. Me and my brother was arguing about it earlier. Yeah. What 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 is the angle as far as what does seeking help mean? Because even when you just told me you described CTE, you basically telling me I got CTE. I'm I'm low key listening to some of the stuff. We all do to some degree. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. So it's like we can't. It, it damn near sounds like this is a cover up. Like the CTE is just to be able to to place it over here, and we don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm trying to figure out if if an NFL player feels like. Because I'm just saying NFL player just because that's the the athletes that I feel like get hit in the head besides boxers. I feel like they just get it over and over. So if they're, if you're seeking help, like she said, I don't know where to seek help. It's like if there's no actual, is there just no diagnosis for what they're dealing with as far as that head trauma goes? There is no. I mean, you have the diagnosis of, you know, brain injury and brain trauma and concussion, but those are not the same as CTE. And then, and then. Uh, financially speaking, is it like a grip just to even get the help that you need? That is the problem. That's why D and I started, you know, started working on the Gladiators Hub, which is all for you guys, you know, just by the title. He wanted to create a hub where we can bring all these services under one umbrella so we don't send the person who is already, already you know, in a poor health or sometimes they're immobile, you know, depends on what the trauma is, to send them like all over the United States, you know, to get a little bit of treatment here, a little bit of treatment there. We wanted to bring it under one place. And once you come there, once you come to the hub, and he also insisted that that is done under um, strict confidentiality. Nobody needs to know what is happening, you know, and who is there and what treatment they're getting so people can actually heal rather than, you know, attracting unnecessary publicity. So, you know, people, unfortunately, will pass behind your back, you know, labels, you know, they'll say somebody's crazy, what's wrong with them. 
we wanted to block that narrative so we can actually focus on healing. We don't want to pile stress on stressors on top. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that we don't know where to start. We would know where to start if we know who we're dealing with. We know what your history is, you know. We, and then you don't do one thing at a time. You do all things at the same time. Because one thing that it's very important for brain recovery is time. It's, time is not your friend when it comes to, you know, to brain function, to brain health. You got to act now. And our problem was that we didn't know what it is, where to start, what to do, what treatments are good for, what treatments, you know, uh, uh, like we really didn't have any understanding. Mm -hmm. yeah. So can you speak on the Gladiators Hub and why you feel it's so important? Because she just touched on it a little bit of baby wanting that for that question mark that we have. Like, we have a big question mark here, guys, but we're all under one roof, correct? Um, can you just speak on the hub and why you feel it's so important to keep it going? I feel like this is his legacy. Like, this is what he wanted to do post-career. And I feel like what he was going through, he wanted to make sure that no one else has to go through this. And, um... I think there's such a negative stigma attached to CTE that no, they don't, they just like block it out. Like they don't even want to think about it. They're like, I don't want to talk about the brain. I'm just going to pretend that like there's no possibility that I can get this or die from this. And you have to feel like you have somewhere to go where you can work on your brain before it becomes where you can't. Where you can't. Yeah. So you're saying his actual behavior just started changing? Just the things that he could do, like, he, literally, we couldn't drive in the car for long periods of time. He couldn't sit in traffic. Like, sometimes, like, he would try to drive and, like, get, like, fidgety because, like, he couldn't, like, sit still. Like. But this was the, the second. But he was driving? Yeah, he was. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what? at what point? Does somebody realize something like that about themselves to where that? Because I feel like if something like she, that happened to me, I would just be, and I know I'm speaking out outside yeah. the lines here, like I don't know nothing about it. But I'm saying like if I woke up and, or like if what you just described, if I fell back and like didn't have control of my body for a long period of time, I would be scared shitless. I would, I'd seek out as much help as I You're could. I'd be an athlete that dealt with True. No, 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 no. True. Iman, Iman is right because there is so much ego and there is so much credit. You know, it's so hard. You know, it's, it's. You got to think. He felt like he got hit by the worst linebacker ever blindsided. He like, I fell back and hit my You head. don't like sympathy. You know, like, oh, you know, like it, it's, it's almost a repulsive, like, you know, yo, I can handle this. You know, it's just very hard, you know, there is almost an identity crisis, you know, and there is also, you know, kind of cognitive dissonance, like, you know, your reality doesn't match your beliefs. It's very hard. For, it sounds like weirdly, it's like that's adding to the stress. Like if he was to stop has, and try uh, to, exactly. you know, reevaluate what's going exactly. on like he should, it may scare him even more and he spiral the off. The public image, everything like, you know, people talk, you know, he didn't want it to go to to hospitals from what I understand from her, you know, because I mean, no man wants to be seen as a weak man. When you tell me he has to go to a hospital or he has to get on the internet and find, he shouldn't have to do any of that. If you know that all people, like I'm just saying, if I'm the NFL 
And I see this happen two or three times to where I see, I got people, fans on the street thinking my players are dying from CTE. If we learn about CTE to find out, we all got CTE, it's just there's a snowball and bigger, faster. Where's the facility that they can go to where nobody has to know because we know they're prideful? Nobody has to see them. They don't have to pay for it. I don't care if we got to take 5% of everybody. Group economics, we was talking about uh, just the other day. Yeah, with Al Harrington. Everybody take 5% of y'all check and put it to the side. But whatever these players are dealing with is real. And it hates, I hate that it has to be a flat line because, you know, I'm victim to it now too because it's like, honestly, CTE to me was the reason a football player would end up hitting his girlfriend or his spouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the reason he's taking his shirt off in the club and he want to bump into everybody. That was CTE to me because I didn't, I don't have that many uh, friends that are playing football. I only had the bridge to her and I had to see, I had to see it happen fast. Like, by the time she's telling me, it's like a week and he gone. And I'm like, bro, I didn't even get to talk to dude like that. Like, Man wouldn't even get on the phone. I asked to hop on the phone with him. Man wouldn't get on the phone with him. Like, can I come over there? She's like, no, I can't. You can't come. He doesn't want you seeing him. Like, I don't, I don't want to upset him. So it's like, I. this is my first time ever saying, like, this CTE or whatever the head trauma is that's coming from what they doing with them helmets, they have to have something, bro. Like, you're hearing it from her. You've heard it from plenty of players. They're prideful. They got ego. They don't want to feel like it's something wrong with them. What is it actually like taking care of someone? With? I don't even want to call CTE no more. I want to just say taking care of somebody going through no. this brain injury. Uh, yeah, I really yeah. don't want to call CTE no more. Because yeah. if that's not the bullet, I don't want to do it. We so have two people, one with CTE and another one with PTSD. For sure. That's the result, without, without so a doubt. Now, so if, now she got CTE. If you love somebody, yes, without a doubt. It's My just crazy. memory. I can't remember what I'm saying sometimes. I can't even remember, like, what happened two days ago sometimes. Like, I just feel like I was just Cowboy. living in angst for so long. Like, I was afraid of, like, like, so. Sorry. Don't take a like, second. Don't feel embarrassed, rushed. Nothing. Yeah, take a second. Um, I was just always scared for like what was going to happen next. So like he, a lot of his seizures like happened in his bed. So he didn't want to like sleep in his bed. So he, I would like make him a pallet on the floor and like sleep on the couch next to him so that he can like, cause then he didn't know. He was like, well, maybe my neck is causing my seizures. So he wanted to like lay straight cause he felt like whenever he had them, like he would get like this crick in his neck or he'd bite a certain part of his tongue. So he'd be like, well, just trying to figure out different ways for them not to happen. So just like, I would be afraid to like fall asleep too heavy because I didn't know if like he was going to seize in his sleep mm-hmm. or like the first seizure I ever witnessed, we were actually asleep and I, I don't know how, but I just heard him like, like choking. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot, like it wasn't loud. It was just like. Breathing pattern was off. Yeah. And I'm like, the lights were off and I just saw like his eyes were like, Open. like a, yeah, like a deer in headlights. I'm like, oh, I'm like, what is going on? And then like everything was like shaking. Wow. So like I was just af- always afraid to fall asleep. So I just feel like I've just 
always anxious. Like I sometimes I don't even like know the reason for it. My hands will just start shaking or like I'll just like lose my appetite out of nowhere. I'm living in the ass of the worst to happen. Yes, like I'm expecting the worst to happen. Have you um without having no skills? <laughs> have you have you learned how to handle? Have you felt you learned how to take care of another person? Like if somebody like if I was to just randomly have a seizure, would you feel like I know exactly what to do? There wasn't really much for me to do except make sure that he was on just his air side. passage. Yeah, so that but he, he like bit his tongue often during them. Clinch. Yeah, clinching the tongue. Yeah, they know. they used to tell us because I've had the spoon. Not the spoon. They used to just say use your. What, they used to the say spoon? use your hand. No, I used oh, no, to think. I used to no. think that you like get a spoon or something to keep them from biting it, their tongue. That practice has been questionable, but usually they will say like put a towel or something that is a wooden that you know they're not block break it. Their yeah. I'm just saying. Like metal. The reason why I'm asking is because I'm like. I'm looking at this as if I was behind and I was in the audience and I was like a girl dealing with an overly prideful dude that doesn't know what he's going through. And it's like, if you have to deal with that time period of him saying, don't tell anybody or whatever, for that girl that's dealing with what you're dealing with, like, yo, I, I don't want to go to sleep. And now I'm not getting any sleep or I'm not like, what do we do? Or even if I take a nap or he takes too long of a nap, I'll like put my saying? finger like, is he still breathing? Like, just nervous Crazy. at all times. He was even fighting one off one time. We went to the coffee shop. And, like, he, he started stumbling up the stairs. That's when I noticed it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I, I looked at him and I saw his face. And he was just, like, it was like it wasn't even him in there. So then I saw him, like, falling over. So I tried to, like, hold him up. And I tried to, like, talk to him. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Like, he, he just wasn't, like, there. And so I called his um, cousin and his goddaughter on FaceTime. Like, hey, look, like, look at his journey in Sweet Pea. Like, say hi. And he's, like, looking at it. But, like, mm, like, smiling. Like, he's trying to, like, fight back. Like, he's trying mm. to, like, get back to himself. But, like, can't. So I, like, try to walk him like outside down the stairs because I like he goes to this coffee shop every day like he had his routine it was like five minutes from the house and I knew that if he had a seizure in there he would be like so embarrassed I mm. did not want him to like have one in there so I'm like trying to walk him out I'm walking him down the stairs and he's like like he's not him but he is at the same time like trying to push me off like like not don't help me down the stairs but I, I knew if I right. let him go he would fall so like hold him up, hold him up. And then like he's like doing his head is like shaking a little bit and he's like grinding his teeth mm. and like I'm <clears throat> walking him and then somehow I don't know what happened, but he was like a little better. So he's like stumbling to the car, like he's trying to open the door, but like he can't really grip the handle. That's what I was talking about. And then like he Scary. opens the when door. His motor skills tweak. He opens the door. Now he's walking to the driver's seat. And I'm like <sighs> I'm like, please. I'm like, can I, like, let me drive. He's like looking at me like, this is the Cullinan. So he was driving the, the Rover. And he's looking at me like, not like, no, like getting the, the passenger seat. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm like, all right. Cause I don't, I know it's not a good idea, but I never wanted him to feel worse than he already did. So I'm like, 
I hope we make it. If we don't make it back to the house, then it is what it is. That's crazy. You just start adopting his his trauma. She was trying to do the right thing, but because she knows how he feels and how he would react to her just trying to do it, she got to eat it and be like, uh, what if we crash? It's like she's sitting there nervous the whole time. Dramatic because she's like, what if we crash? What if something goes wrong? I should have said something, but I can't because he's going to get upset at me or he's going to you know, lose his mind or he may you know, have a seizure just because he's mad at her. Literally, because that happens. Like if he gets too worked up, mm-hmm. he'll have a seizure. Have one. But think about it also, the impossible dilemma between the heart mm-hmm. and the head of, taking care of him and preserving his dignity and, and, and his integrity. This is such a hard choice to mm-hmm. make. It's impossible. It's impossible to make. It's impossible. Love somebody. Uh-huh. And to, to try to somebody, it's it's impossible. You know? So there is no way that you are going to walk out of that mm-hmm. feeling guilt-free. Mm-hmm. You're dumb if you do, you're dumb if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, extremely hard decision. Like, I know that you're saying, like, you had fearful moments. What actually, like, like, what's something that you learned that's like, damn, I wish I would have knew that when I first walked in and saw him have a seizure like, or something that you read or something that you can feel like. So people feel like they're a step ahead. That's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, I want you to help a woman behind the behind the scenes or background player, as you like to say. Uh, limit the stress. <laughs> like, that's the number one thing that I could say. The stress in their house. Yes, the stress. Period. Period, yeah. Even in your relationship, like some things that you would want to say, just like you got to eat that, just bite the bullet. Like there were so many things that, like obviously in regular relationships, you go through things that I wouldn't even like say or bring up just because I didn't want him to like get worked up and then have a seizure. So I would just have to eat it. Like I would just be upset and just be sitting there like, oh. I just want to tell this thing off one time. <laughs> how do how do you deal with that impulse afterwards? Like, do you feel a way about that that you never got to tell him? What do you mean? Like, like you ever got to tell him you was acting a fool and yeah. I ate all of or that you up just for say you? It out loud type shit. Like. I didn't say anything. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying now, post, do you feel a way? Like you're still carrying that weight. Yeah, like, or do you feel like no? Now, like learning about this is helping you. Or are we just going to keep working until we figure no, it out? No, I don't think there's a comfort. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I saw this thing on Instagram where I thought it was kind of cool, where it had, like, jars and, like, this ball inside of a jar. And it's, like, the the grief was the ball. And then, like, the ball didn't change the size, but the size of the jar got bigger. So, basically, like, your grief stays there. Like, it stays the same. But, like, as you grow. Got to go around it. Yeah, it minimizes what tools uh, should athletes in full contact sports do to prevent brain inflammation from happening? Uh, the first thing is self-awareness. Acknowledge, you know, know that something is wrong with you. If you're a little bit off or if somebody tells you something is off, you know, acknowledge that that may be possible. You don't, don't have to say it's a fact, but, you know, acknowledge that something is off. Self-awareness. The second thing is second opinion. Have a second opinion. You know, if... Because very often when it comes to concussions, you know, say, okay, you have a concussion, have a tweak in a dark room and you're fine. Have a second opinion, you know. Do some testing, you know. Then you also want to maybe consider uh, what is your toxicology level. Let's say, you know, you're exposed to something. You don't, you know, you want to find if something mechanical is causing, you know, brain inflammation. Absolutely reduce the level of stress. Life is going to happen, but for you right now, life got to move away. 
Right now you cannot. Yeah, exactly. You know. So separate. You say, I'll deal with all this, but right now I have to deal with me. I just have to make sure that I have this under control. And then start investigating what are the possible causes. You know, you start by the method of deduction. Cross this off the list, cross this off the list. You know, because it, it, there are different factors for everybody. And after that, there is so many wonderful new technologies that could be used for maintenance of brain health. You know, we're talking about lasers, and we have made a provision to have, like, a laser room, and, but the specific lasers that I have the information about. There is sound beds, you know, there is meditation, there is a massage. Everything that's going to reduce the stress, anything that's going to reduce the stress, uh, is going to be beneficial to reduce the inflammation. So if you deal with the stress correctly, until you're getting diagnosis, until you're getting a treatment plan or something in place, you might not even need a treatment plan after that. You know, if you control the stress, you're reducing the inflammation because stress is, if you think about, you know, you have energy that is concentrated in one place. It's just stuck over here. So the tissues around start inflaming. You know, they, they swell, you know, they uh, swallow, swell, swell up to cool you know, the, the inflammation, the, the, the heat that is in that place. So if you take the stressor away, the trigger away, inflammation is already going down. But I think that, and first is deal with your denial. I know this is very scary to say something might be wrong with me, you know, or I feel a little bit tough, you know, instead of cross, you know, your fingers and hope is going to go away, take a moment and say, why don't I do something? to prevent of what might get worse, you know, later on. Just, even if there is nothing wrong with you, I'll still go, I'll still take a preventive measures to control it right now, even if there is nothing wrong with you. But if there is any kind of doubt that something is not all right, this is a time to, to take measures. And uh, so there is, there, there is a lot of stuff that you could do, but you have to find what your particular case is. So it can be repaired. Be oh, it can be. Everything can be repaired. Everything you know that's broken, you know, can, can be repaired. You find the know. cause, you know, you find the cure. That's the principle. That's the fundamental principle of medicine. If you find the cause, you can find the cure. We like to ask all our guests, what are you working on improving in your uh, personal life? I am trying to just get grounded right now. Yeah, like I just felt like I had lost myself for so long and mm. like sometimes I was having like legit like out of body experiences where I felt like I wasn't like inside myself and I was looking around and like nothing seemed real. Like I felt like I was literally in the twilight zone. And I feel like right now I'm just working on like finding myself again, like just feeling like I'm living like in a normal world. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like things were not normal. So I'm just, you know. Trying to get back right. Trying to get back right. <laughs> Before we let y'all go, is there anything else you want to promote other than gladiator.org? Information can be found on the website on Gladiators Hub with S, gladiatorshub.org. Uh, and I mean, we would, I, we just want to have that ball, you know, we want to push it and want to see it rolling, you know, because it's about time. We can't lose any more people just because we're not doing something. We're doing something. Come support us. Come ask us questions. You know, it can help us in any form. We want publicity. That's something that we want. You know, tell others, you know, come 
promote us within. So we want the fans, the NFL fans, to tell your favorite NFL players to yes, go. Yes, or the other way around. I don't care. Just, you know, carry the conversation over so we can actually start doing it. Because after somebody passed, there is always this question like, you know, what's going on and why nothing is being done? Well, what's going on? We're going to tell you when you come because we're actually doing something about that already. So we're ready to roll. You know, we just need, we need the, the public support and involvement. We, you know, we don't, it's not only money. We want your actual support. You know, we want you to care enough to do something. This is something we're working at the moment right now and need all the help. Thank you for coming, Taco. Thank you for coming, Mel. My bad. Bianca Stewart. Mel Brooks. Thank y'all for coming out, man. We appreciate y'all coming through. As always, thanks for rocking with us on Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture Men. I am your host, Iman Shumpert. And I'm Ari Shumpert. Make sure you go rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And to watch full video episodes, head over to Uninterrupted's YouTube channel every Monday after the show drops. Click and subscribe. Until next time, we are out.